Ever pinched pennies all year for that one family vacation only to feel the budget blues afterward? If so, I was just like you. After three long vacationless years, I stumbled upon travel hacking and cracked the code to amazing vacations that I could actually afford. Welcome to Hacking Your Wanderlust. In this podcast, you will discover how opening credit cards strategically can save you thousands on travel. We're not just dreamers anymore. We're two adventurous moms turning dreams into reality. Join us as we spill all the travel hacking secrets. And contrary to popular belief, traveling on points and miles isn't reserved for the elite or those with overflowing bank accounts. It's for everyday people like you and me learning to turn routine expenses into free travel. Consider us your travel hacking guides. This is Hacking Your Wanderlust. Let the adventure begin. Welcome back to the podcast, everyone. We are so glad that you are here. I am your co-host, Mary Ellen. And I am Joe. Mary Ellen, what are you up to? What's been going on? uh, I just got back from the most fun little weekend with my son. I have, as you know... Three kiddos, but my oldest is a boy. And there is something so special about a mama's little boy. (laughs) So it's hard, you know, with three kids, you very rarely get to spend any one-on-one time with each individual child. And a lot of times as mama, I am kind of by default with the youngest, right? I'm with the toddler a lot of times. She's clinging to me. So I snuck away for one night. It was just a quick trip, but it was a one-on-one mommy-son adventure with my boy. And of course, it was travel hacked, which we love. Obviously. Obviously. So we that's why it was possible. And that's one thing I love about travel hacking is because little quick trips like this, you think of the big glamorous trips, but also these quick little weekend trips are made possible because of travel hacking. So we actually flew from Greenville Spartanburg Airport, which is a delightful airport. I've never even heard of that airport. <laughs> I know. And it's rare. Most of the time, if people are going to South Carolina, they're going to the coast. They're going to Charleston, Myrtle Beach, which are also lovely. Charleston has a great airport. But we were flying from the western part of South Carolina, and it's a little airport called Greenville Spartanburg. And it is top notch. It is clean. It is pretty empty. And we kind of loved it. So we flew from Greenville Spartanburg down to Jacksonville, Florida, and we had to make a pit stop in Atlanta, Mm -hmm. which is not ideal. I rarely ever, only if I absolutely have to, will I allow for a stop. Right. Was it a plane change or just a stop? It was a plane change. Yeah, Those layover. Those make me nervous. I know. So I avoid them like the plague. I really do. But I was flying Southwest and because of the companion pass. So that was really my only option. So we hopped down there, but it gave me a really good opportunity to go bop into the lounge in Atlanta. Mm. Yes. We had a little bit of lounge life with our VentureX card. So Right. Yeah, so we flew Greenville Spartanburg down to Atlanta and we used the VentureX card to pop into the club at ATL, which is the name of the Priority Pass Lounge there. That's a cute name. 
Yeah, a lot of them are called the club at wherever, but it, you know, it's underwhelming, I will say. (laughs) It's underwhelming. It is very busy. So when you go, you have to know that you're probably going to put on a waiting list, which is fine. As long as you have enough time, then it's fine. And we did. But the one thing I was surprised by is Atlanta is considered the busiest airport in the world. But it was so easy to get to the lounge from the terminal, from any terminal, but from the terminal that um, Southwest flew into, you just go down the escalator, hop Mm -hmm. on this thing they have called the plane train. I love the plane train. Yeah. The layout of the airport, with it being such a busy airport, I thought it may be more complicated to get to the lounge. And some airports, you can't even get to a lounge. Maybe you have to go out of security into another, you know, that it can Mm -hmm. be difficult. But in Atlanta, it was actually super easy, which is probably another reason why it's busy because just about anybody, (laughs) anybody can get there. But we enjoyed going to the lounge, just mommy sun time. And then we flew all the way down to Jacksonville for a football game, which we're big sports fans. So we love going to a football game and I loved getting to do it just me and him. And down there in Jacksonville, we stayed, it was a quick stay. So we stayed at the airport. It was a Hyatt place by the airport. It was 8,000 points. So I transferred points over from my Chase Sapphire Preferred for that stay. And it was a clean, nice Hyatt, nothing really to write home about, but it was totally fine and sufficient. Free breakfast? Oh yeah. Free breakfast. hundred percent. That's what I look for. Every time. Always. I know, especially on a trip like this where I'm trying to minimize costs. So we used the Mm -hmm. lounge for food in the airport. We had free breakfast at the hotel. And then we went to the football game. And after the football game, we... Our plan was just to zip right back. And let me tell you what we had so much fun doing. Do you watch uh, The Amazing Race? I have caught episodes every now and again. We are an Amazing Race family. And we haven't, you know, it's been on for, what, 25 years? Something ridiculous. I feel like it's been on forever. Yeah. Yeah. But we've only watched it in about the last three years. But it was so fun because with just me and him, when we were leaving the football game, we pretended like we were on the Amazing Race because we had to catch our flight back. And so uh, we planned it all out. I mean, it was pretty strategic. I was like, all right, we have, as soon as the football game ends, we've got to run out, find the spot where we can pick up our lift that we get bonus points for with the Chase Sapphire Preferred and zip back. We were able to, we were so quick. We did it so well. We were like, man, we are winning the amazing race right now that the lift driver told us, wow, y'all got out before they increased the price. Because I guess around big events, when all of a sudden a lot of people are requesting a Lyft or an Uber, they move up the pricing and it gets more expensive. Oh, sneaky. Yeah. So we stayed till the end of the game, but we were literally the first people to get a Lyft out of there. And so we got to the airport and we got to try out the lounge in Jacksonville as well. And it was so nice. That is so nice. Did you like the Jacksonville lounge better than the Atlanta lounge? I have no lounge experience because there's no lounges in St. Louis. So I've never pursued a card with lounge access because 
kind of seems like a waste of time for me. Yeah, it was a small lounge, but we did not have to wait in line to get in. And it was cleaner and it did have a little better offerings even than the Atlanta lounge. So I really loved it. Yeah, it was right outside security. So it was super easy to get to. And my son, it was so cute. He wanted hot chocolate so bad in the lounge. And at the Jacksonville lounge, they had a nice little machine. And so he just sat there sipping his hot chocolates after we won the football game. It was a thrilling football game back and forth in the fourth quarter. And so that was his victory hot chocolate. And he just felt like, you know, king of the world. I love that so much. It is so good for kids to get one-on-one time with their parents. My daughter, when we used to talk about potentially having another, was always like, no, no, because she's like, you'll have no time for me. Um, Well, because, you know, my ex-husband is remarried and she has a sibling at her dad's house. Oh, um, I see. And he's he's coming up on five. So she knows what life, how life changes when a little one comes into the house. And uh, she is a little jealous of my time. So not that we allowed her to make that decision, but uh, I just think it's so special that you are making time to spend with him, especially as they're getting older and they're going into middle school. Those core memories are going to stay with him. Yeah, I got to say, he's a champ. He, so I think I may have mentioned before on the podcast, I'm not sure, but we're a foster family. And so we had a little foster baby living with us all this year until recently. And he had a very special bond with that foster baby. It was his first foster brother. We had always had baby girls until now. And so when that little guy left, he, he really probably took it the hardest of anyone. It was super challenging for him. So I was just so over the moon to be able to spend one-on-one time with them, especially because it had been a challenge time for him to kind of say goodbye to that little guy. So it was fun to just spend some quality time together. That is so sweet. Oh, I love that you guys got to do that. I'm feeling a little emotional. Thank you. Points and miles, right? I mean, we used about 25,000 Southwest points total, and then he was on companion pass. So out of pocket, we only spent $22 on the flights for both of us. And then, like I mentioned, 8,000 points for the hotel and use lounge access where we could for food and free breakfast at the hotel just to make, we had to pay for our game tickets, of course, and our lift. But outside of that, it was really minimal out-of-pocket cost. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's just the beauty of this. Things that you otherwise would never be able to do because a quick weekend would cost you 500 bucks, you can now make happen. And that's just, it's really special. So Joanna, what have you been up to? You went with your daughter and her bestie to Chicago. How was your trip? It was so good. And I know we're going to have a breakdown episode, so I'm not going to go too much into it. But we got to see Hamilton while we were there. And that was very magical for me because that's been on my bucket list for a minute. Do you guys just have the the soundtrack in your car every day, all day, every day, just singing always. We certainly did for a while that I tried to get the girls to listen to it on the way down. And they were like, no, we're going to see it tonight. We don't want to listen to it. And okay, well, fine, whatever. You guys are How the dare you, mom? Like, How wh- dare What would you think that? I ended up putting them in charge of the radio and hooking up my daughter's phone to control the music. And I put my own earbuds in and AirPods in and did what I did what I wanted so I didn't have to listen to Baby Shark 27 times. 
Um, I just love it that middle schoolers were listening to Baby Shark just to troll you for the most part. Oh, 100% to troll me. 100%. And they know that that stuff drives me nuts. They know I'm a nanny and that I have to listen to it during the day. And I don't want any more of that when I'm in my free time. Okay? None of it. No Cocoa Melon. No Baby Shark. Oh, JJ. I have, yeah, I have a little eye twitch going when you talk about Cocoa Melon. <laughs> Oh, it's painful. Uh, But the other fun thing from this week is that I got my first Southwest business card. So I am halfway to the companion pass. I'm going to finish this spend really quick. It's only 3,000. And so that'll be done really fast. And then I just have to wait 30 days to get the next one. Uh, which has a little bit of a higher spend. So my hope is that mid-February I will have finished the spends on both of these and then I will have the companion pass. Where are you going to go? Where's your first companion pass trip going to be? Do you know yet? I do know. um, And it's actually going to be Florida because I've already booked it. So I'm going to rebook it once we have the companion pass. But I went ahead and snagged our our spots for that. So, And then then once I have it, I'm sure I'm going to be – I'm already like neurotically going through the school calendar and looking, when do we have weekends? When does the summer start? I'm, <laughs> I'm planning trips right and left, and it's actually a little bit um, – I'm starting to worry my friends and family. They're like <laughs> – No, I am the same way. I have already looked at the calendar for next year. I have it all written out where the long weekends are going to be. I am right there with you. Yeah, I'm so excited about it. Um, I just think that trips with kids uh, specifically just teach them so much about the world. Absolutely. And, um, so I want to do as much of that with my daughter as I can because it's really easy for these middle schoolers to get really kind of entitled and full of themselves and they have this little attitude going and it, it kind of just melts away once we're going somewhere. And so I want right. to recreate that as much as I can and without, you know, making her think that we're just rolling in money and we just go on vacations all the time. Like I want them to be experiences. And I actually think that that is kind of the perfect segue into our guest today. Oh, I am so excited about today. <laughs> I am so excited for you guys to hear our interview with Kelsey. She is um, an icon, in my opinion. She is a <laughs> fellow Midwest mama, and I don't want to say too much because I want to let her introduce herself. Um but she is the painter's tape guru, and I just love her content for all things child tips, traveling tips, just down-to-earth family life. She's a lot of fun. I'm sure you guys are going to learn a lot from her. She is hilarious. I just love following her because she's so real on the internet, Mm -hmm. and she just makes me laugh, and I just think she is kind of like moms everywhere, right? If we really would put out all the silly and the crazy and ridiculous things that happen to us and then mix in loving to travel with her family and travel hack to make it happen. She's just awesome. You guys are going to love this interview. 
You really are. And yes, so real, so authentic, and just very relatable. It is the total antithesis of that Instagram facade. Everything is filtered. I can't stand that. And that is part of the reason why I love her so much. So right now, we are going to bring Kelsey on. Kelsey, we are so excited to have you. Thank you so much for joining us. Tell the listeners a little bit about yourself and your family. Um, I'm from Missouri, currently residing in Kansas City, Missouri, and we travel a lot. I um, used to be a teacher for six years. I taught high school English, and then I quit my job in 2019 and kind of stumbled my way into social media, um, had a TikTok channel for a few years, and then moved to Instagram, and now I, my full-time job is um, I'm a creator on um, Instagram. My channel is... Um, elsewhere else. And I do that. And I have my kids part-time at home as well. So I've got two sons, uh, five and two, and my husband and a dog. And we, like I said, we travel a lot. Isn't that crazy? Like sometimes you just, you never can predict where the the twists and turns of life are going to take you. I bet you mm-hmm. never saw coming being a full-time content creator. Uh, no, no, absolutely not. Um, I quit to stay at home with my son and then I just needed a creative outlet. And so I just started creating just for fun and it took off. And now here I am. Well, we love your stuff. Oh, we do. Oh, thank you. As I was saying before we started, it's such a rabbit hole for me. I can scroll your stuff and there's never been a single video that I've clicked on that I was like, uh, I don't like this. Every single one. I was even sending Mary Ellen one. I was like, even her underwear ads make me want to buy them. I am As soon as we finish this, I'm probably going to go buy that underwear. It It was perfect. You sold me on it like instantly. I, I joke with my uh, friends that I used to teach college level literature and now I sell underwear on the internet. So <laughs> that is so amazing. I <laughs> how many hours a day do you feel like you do? Does it does it replace a full time job or is it more like a yes. part time? So um, it's part it's flexible hours for sure because my kids go to part time childcare three days a week and they're home with me two days a week. Um, And I, this is the first year, this is the first year where I have replaced my salary. That is so cool. Congratulations. I haven't like complete, I mean, I don't know if that says more about my work here or how little I was getting paid in teaching. As a teacher. (laughs) (laughs) Right? I will tell you, I'm a former teacher as well. So I taught for about five years. So totally understand. There is a, there is a very heavy teacher to creator pipeline for sure. That um, makes sense. We've got that kind of creative juices. Yeah. Yeah. Teachers are storytellers, so hundred percent. Well, people always um, ask yeah. me why I don't switch from nannying to teaching because they're in the same vein, and I'm like, you guys know what? Teachers get paid, right? Yeah, like, it's like, really I can make a lot more as a nanny. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yes. And now knowing that you were a teacher, I feel bad talking about my middle schooler not wanting to give teacher gifts oh, at that's the beginning okay. of the- for every For every middle schooler who doesn't want to give their teacher a gift, there's another kid who will. So it's fine. That is really, really sweet. I just, I used, my daughter was in special ed and I was just so used to being with the team 24 seven in elementary and like constantly talking to them. Then she got to middle school and all of a sudden I don't even know her teacher's names. Like nobody talks to me. And so it <laughs> it was, it's been a very wild yeah. ride. She just hasn't needed the same level of mm-hmm. all of that. So when she didn't want to 
take gifts, I let her off the hook this year. But now I'm feeling guilty about it, guys. Nah, nah. Um, well, the, the best gift was always just a heartfelt note. That's it. Oh, I but love also, it. That's if you good don't to have know. anything to say, if you don't have anything to say because you don't know anything about them, then you know they they don't care either. That's the best gift is also sense. not you know being the parent who is hovering all the time too. That's <laughs> In a good the gift. truth. Yes, and I don't have to do that anymore, and I'm so happy to not be that parent. I was going <laughs> to ask you if you feel like there was one video that like launched your you know was it the painter's tape or on if- instagram it was the painter's tape video for sure so i got fifty thousand followers from that video um, oh my gosh. gosh i think i saw your painter's tape video before we got to know each other more i definitely came across your painter's tape video because on one of our flights probably six months ago i still my daughter was still very small and i took painter's tape on the flight <laughs> and funny. i put it all over the place and i guarantee you that was probably before i knew who you were or really, I know I mm-hmm. saw that video and it inspired me. That's funny. I've I've sat next to somebody on a flight in a comp- in a completely different state who was like, "Oh my gosh, I have painters tape because of you." So that's <laughs> funny. That's really cool. <laughs> that is like life goals, kind of. I feel yeah. like if you're sitting next to somebody who knows you because of your painters tape video on Instagram, what a random thing! What a random so- thing of all the things. I mean, I'd rather be known for that than you know what else you know, ever anything else I could be known for. So I'll take the painter's tape. I mean, it is really a game changer. We are definitely going to get into a big part of what you share as well as some of your family's travels and adventures. You guys go all over the place with your kids and we're going to get into some of the hacking of it all and some of your mom tips for traveling with kids. But before we do, I do have one more question. And I think because of your background as an English teacher, you I'm very excited. That makes me even more excited to know the answer. So growing up, what were the biggest female fictional characters that you feel like influenced you? Because you are hilarious. You've got such a fun, outgoing personality. I am so excited to know. Now, it can be from books, literature. It can be movies, TV. But what female characters most resonated with you and you feel like impacted you? I'm just going to pick one. Character, okay. and that would be um, Anne of Green Gables. Yes, I knew it. Sorry, yes. I she is lovely and so adventurous, and she's a reader, and she she's always down for the adventure, and she's always down for making a kindred spirit a bosom friend, and yes. she has a lot of inner joy and a lot of fire, and she stands up for herself and. She, her imagination is just off the charts. That I mean, she was, she, she was sitting there pretending to be the lady of Shalott Shalott. when she was like, I don't know, 14 years old. I love that. That's always been me as, as well. So she just, she invites magic into her life and yes. she stands up for herself and others when needed. And she is just a creative, adventurous spirit. And I love her so much. Can anybody see my face? Nobody can see my face, but I just got so excited because that's mine as well. And (laughs) many people don't even know anything about Anne Green Gables, which fills Mm -hmm. my soul. When I was 10, I memorized every verse of The Lady of Shalott Mm -hmm. and I could perform it from start to finish because of (laughs) Anne of Green Gables. We would get from the library, we would get the like eight part VHS of the original- Megan yes. follow. Oh, yes. that one is why well, watch it at least twice a year. Oh, yeah. It's just 
I can't you get my daughter pass for her too in a play in a movie like you have the look of Anne. You, you do. It was hard growing up because when I was younger, redheads got made fun of a lot. And I always related to her because Gilbert was calling her carrots and tugging <laughs> on her braids. And I, I just, <laughs> I was like, I'm not alone. Me and Anne, I always wanted to be like her. And oh my gosh, I'm just like covered in goosebumps now. See, I knew you were my people. I yep. knew. <laughs> you could see it. You could see it. <laughs> I have a great intuition for people and I just felt it pouring off of you. I can trust, you can trust a Anne of Green Gables person immediately. Yeah. 100%. You, you just know right out the gate. Mm-hmm. There's no other qualification for friendship in my book. Nope. <laughs> I love that so much. Well, I guess we should segue into the meat of the episode, which is really the traveling. I was going through some of your whales content this morning and just mm-hmm. feeling like, especially the the place you stayed that had the walled garden, like the secret <sighs> garden was my, one of my favorite books growing up. And mm-hmm. I, I just like, I was overwhelmed with magic through the screen. So I cannot imagine what it was like for you. And I want to know. I want to know everything. Were you able to hack any part of that trip? I know that was an Airbnb, right? Because I followed them. Yes, that was an Airbnb. Old Land? Yes, Yes. they are magical. Absolutely magical. We're actually redecorating our living room inspired by Old Lands and like blowing up a huge picture um, from our time there because it was so transformative for us. But uh, we did travel hack some of that Wales and England trip. We got all of our flights for free. Um, we took grandparents, so that was six round trip flights from Missouri all the way to Manchester, which is where we flew in. Now there are no directs from Missouri to literally anywhere, right? But but we flew Delta to Atlanta and then Atlanta to Manchester, and we used our Chase Sapphire Reserve and transferred those points to Virgin Atlantic. Awesome that way, yes. Wow, and so we did that. Six. Do you remember mm-hmm. what Six the redemption was? It's okay. You know what? I feel like it was in the twenties. That's awesome. Yeah. For the for the for the Atlanta to the Manchester flight. Yeah, that's amazing. It was twenty thousand something, maybe twenty five thousand or twenty seven thousand points per round trip flight from Atlanta to Manchester, and then we were able to um, get those Delta flights paid for as well. And that then, is so cool, right. especially mm-hmm. when you think about. A Chase Sapphire Reserve sign-up bonus, you know, sixty thousand points. But and sometimes people are like, "What does that mean? What value does that get me?" And you're talking about three round-trip tickets to Europe. I mean, that is crazy. That is so exciting. And not only three round-trip tickets to Europe, three round-trip tickets on Virgin Atlantic, which I don't know if people have ever flown Virgin Atlantic, but that is the cream of the crop. Flight yeah. like they Grizzly. are so nice. Like re- I could never afford to fly Virgin Atlantic on my own dime. That we have almost exclusively flown them to the UK over the past couple of years because of points, and yeah. we could never afford to buy them on our own dime. They is are so there, good. Is their economy really great as well? I know mean, a lot of people in yes. the travel hacking space want to do the business lie flat seats. And sometimes it's just really expensive. I want So the economy yes. is also like amazing. Yep. We were in economy and the staff is the best. The planes are spacious. They're super clean. They give you so much food. They brought us popsicles <laughs> and juice 
and wine. And there was a snack every hour, like on the hour, unless people were sleeping. The food is great. Oh, it's wonderful. And that is an economy. They brought you all those treats. Yes. Wow, so that is food. great to we know. Were, they had to roll us off that flight. Like, we were so <laughs> full. <laughs> I've heard so much about Virgin Atlantic. So that's that's fun to hear about the economy. Everybody highlights business. And sometimes we just want to know how to do it the most frugal way possible. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. We also, um, so Airbnb, I wish you could give points through Airbnb. Um, But what we do is through the United Mileage Plus program, you can buy Airbnb gift cards and Mm. earn United Miles on top of your credit card points. So that's just something that we do. Anytime we're booking an Airbnb, my husband Quick goes to um, their website, buys a gift card for the amount, and then buys the Airbnb just to earn some extra points that way. Yeah, that's awesome. You big United people? Nope. Okay. We are Southwest people. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. But sometimes the different various portals and shopping portals, you know, some Mm -hmm. offer more benefit than others. So that's interesting. So gift cards through United. Yeah. There's been a couple. I say no, but I mean, we do use them too. So my husband will sometimes need to take a flight here or there for something. And if he's by himself, he takes United with those points. But if we're flying as a family, we have companion, of Mm -hmm. course. So we fly Southwest. Yes. Excellent. That's awesome. I do something similar with Airbnbs. I buy gift cards at the office supply store with the Chase Inc. cash, which gives you five times points on those. Mm -hmm. So then you just have, you know, some extra Chase points floating around. So I wish there was a way to hack and pay for an Airbnb with points. I feel like someday someone will make that collaboration happen. Um, I would love that because because, I give Airbnb a lot of my money. uh, I do too. I'm... I'm obsessed. I like to stay unique places and magical places and places like the place you've stayed. And you you can't always do that on hotel points. It's just not nope. always feasible. And honestly, um, taking my two small children to a hotel is the opposite of a vacation. Yeah. So. Well, I I get so much stress when my kids are in the hotel room because they're jumping from bed to bed. And I'm like paranoid that the people in the rooms beside us are sleeping or can hear them. And it truly like it does bring me a lot of like anxiety and stress over trying to hush them and keep them quiet. So that's kind of a yeah, that's a, a nice, big, solid, very solid reason for going the Airbnb route. Mm-hmm. Uh, as a person who just spent a weekend in Chicago with two preteen girls and had to sleep in the same room as them when I wanted to go to bed at nine and they wanted to go to bed at 1 a.m., I was like, oh, this is why we always go to Airbnbs. You put them in a different room. <laughs> it was it was not it was a great trip, but that was not my favorite part. Let's stick in the airline vein for a minute here and maybe give us um, some of your tips for long flights with kids since you've clearly flown very, very far with your kids. We know about the painter's tape. So maybe ways that you use the painter's tape on a flight and then like other tip ideas you have. So how you use painter's tape on the flight, we use it as an... We use it as a very easy all-in-one activity. You can make up a lot of activities with painter's tape. You can, with little babies, you can put it on, peel it off. You can stick their toys to the seat and they can, or the window. You don't want to bother the person in front of you. (laughs) Or the window and they can peel it off. Uh, Painter's tape 
when it comes to just traveling has lots of uses. But as far as flying with a kid, snacks are the key to happiness. Lots and lots of snacks. Always. Always. (laughs) Um, We've never done the whole snackle box thing, but uh, a lot of people find that they love that where you get like a, a fishing tackle box and put a little bit of a bunch of snacks. So that just entertains the kids. We haven't done that, but we do bring a lot of snacks. We try to fly direct as much as possible, which mm-hmm. is nearly impossible coming from Kansas city, but we do our best. We prioritize direct flights. And if we have a layover and when we're at the airport before we run the kids as much as possible, we are walking, we're going up and down the escalators. We're going through the people movers. We are moving as much as possible. I also like when it comes to packing a bag, especially for a baby, I like to pack bags within my bag. Mm, You don't just have a bunch of loose snacks. You have all your snacks in a bag. You have all the toys in a bag. You have all your diaper supplies in a bag so they're not just all mixed up or if you have separate pockets in your bag then that works too but that's really important because the last thing you want to do is be digging yeah when i was breastfeeding we always took a personal little battery fan because it would get very hot mm. on oh, the plane well, that's smart i do get hot on planes sometimes that is the worst because then i'll get like feel nauseous a little bit like nobody yep. wants to be like stuffy in a confined space like that Mm-hmm. Uh, tablet time is always just a free whatever, like, yes, get the headphones, uh, Bluetooth headphones and tablet time for sure. And then I always prepare people. And this is my personal opinion. I'd be interested to hear what you guys think that the worst year to travel on a plane is one to two. Yeah, yes. the worst. Yeah. So if people come to me and they say, hey, I'm traveling with a one and a half year old. What are some tips? I always say and I don't want to scare them. And I'm just like, if this is your first flight and you're flying with a one and a half year old, it's going to be hard. And you're going to think, wow, I'm never going to do this again. But as soon as your kid turns two and then as they get older, it's going to get so much easier. Even two is light years easier than oh, one. The a amount six month old is easier than one. Oh, one yeah. is horrible because- on a plane. They they know enough and they can move their body enough and they can vocalize enough to be horrible for all the people surrounding, but you can't reason with them yet. No. But starting no. at two, they're starting to grasp like, oh, I can sit here. I can watch a show. I can eat my snack. That You can distract them. There's no distracting a one-year-old from a tantrum. Ever. No, and they can't even really watch tablets yet. That one to nope. two year, they don't have the attention for that. I just survived that. So my daughter turned two in November. So she was, it's nice because you can do lap child. You don't have to pay for them. So that was a beautiful thing. And I was very sad when that ended. But at the same time, I was very happy and relieved because I was so sick of trying to hold a wiggling little one-year-old on me. And I totally, I have always said the same thing. I took my son on an international flight when he was, I think he was four months old and it was way easier, that long flight. Anytime they're that one to two, you are so dead on with that. It is definitely the hardest (laughs) year to fly with them. So I just, I'm celebrating. I've just gotten past that. Now she's a couple months into age two. She can watch the tablet and we're smooth sailing from here. We're moving in the right direction. Yes, absolutely. I like that you encourage people not to give up. 
Like, it's going to be okay. It's going to get easier. I've heard that sometimes people will um, make little handwritten cards and with snacks and like hand them out to people in the, uh, the seats surrounding <laughs> that say, we're sorry if we're noisy. You know, we're sorry if the, you feel bugged. We're doing our best to maintain it. Please enjoy these snacks on us. I thought that was kind of cute. I have not tried that, but I did fly with, I had um, an infant baby this year through foster care and I flew one time with him and he was maybe about four months old when I flew with him and my mom had broken her ankle and we needed to go help her out some. So I flew with him. He was so, we sat on the plane first. We were one of the early ones to board. And I kept hoping no one would sit beside me because they would see me with the baby and they would be like, "Mm, pass, pass. Eventually these people sat beside me and I was, for whatever reason, I'm usually not on the aisle, but I was on the aisle with him and they sat in um, the window seat and the middle seat. And he, oh, it was a struggle. It was such a struggle. He was crying. He was fussy. I was like panicking because I knew it was bothering people. Like I was so wanting him to be quiet. I finally got him to settle down. He fell asleep on me. I was like, okay, it's smooth sailing from here on out. I got him to sleep. And then that person in the middle seat stood up and said, oh, I need to go to the bathroom. And I was like, in my soul, it's like, you just saw me struggling for 30 minutes to get this baby to sleep. And now you are making me get up. I have never been, I'm a very easygoing person and I've never been so frustrated And it was like, it was obvious to other people. I had a woman reach out from the row kind of catty corner in front of me and she just put her hand on me and she said, I will never forget it because it was what every person should be. This woman reached out, touched my arm and said, you're doing a great job because she saw like how much I was struggling and like embarrassed that he wouldn't go to sleep and quiet down. And that's like, I'm getting teary-eyed just thinking about it. She said, you're doing a great job. And that's all she said. And it was like, thank you. (laughs) Like, it just really impacted me. Every mom needs those words. Yes. Every single one of us. You're doing a great job. (laughs) Well, okay. So we've talked a little bit about um, international. Did you want to tell us anything else about whales? I do. I want yeah, to hear a little hear more. more. Because you said the word transformative. Yes. And I what want to a know, word. I want to know why it was transformative. And I want to know about Snowdonia. <laughs> Is that how you pronounce that? Snowdonia? Uh, I mean, I'm getting ripped apart in one of my videos right now for how I'm pronouncing a British word. So I don't want to. <laughs> I think it's Snowdonia, but that's also probably the English pronunciation or the English version of what is actually a Welsh name. Okay. Probably. Because, you know, they speak Welsh and Wales. Right. Which is completely different. So um, what the place, what I was saying was transformative was old lands, was this okay. eco, it wasn't even a resort. It wasn't even a resort. Old lands is an estate that's been in the same family for hundreds of years. And they, as a family, have a lot of interest in returning their land back to um, just its natural ecology. Wow. And they, I think as a means to make money to keep up the resort and, and take care of the lands, they rent out a few, um, rooms in the estate. Like they turn the stables into an apartment and then another part of the stables is another apartment. And so 
um, I think as a means to try to get some funding to keep up with this, because I would imagine it's very expensive to keep up with a state up in a state. They rent out some rooms and it is so child friendly, so child friendly. They have a walled garden. They have a greenhouse in the walled garden. They have an apple orchard. They have a treasure hunt, a treasure hunt that goes <sighs> all over the estate. They encourage you to um, explore the entire estate. Uh, and they give you a map and a compass and like a, a emergency whistle. And I can't remember what it's called, but you go and you um, each of it's almost like geocaching where it's hidden and you have to find it and you it has a stamp in it and you stamp your paper. Oh, wow. And what they do is they give you like clues to try to find it. I thought it was going to be like a really cute like, oh, go look under the statue. No, this treasure hunt to find 10 stamps took us probably 10 hours, 10 oh my to gosh. 15 hours of work split over four days oh. to find these. And you're like searching we were, through the most magical place. Yes. Like Ugh. we're going through the woods. We're going, at one point I had to reach my hand. At one point we had been, tre- we had been trekking a mile through the forest and climbing over fences and over rivers. And I, we finally found the tree and it was in like, a bee's nest <laughs> oh oh gosh <laughs> which are like right below a bee's nest and i'm like oh my gosh they must not know that those bees are there but i i can't not get it like you i just brought my baby we got to get it so we got it and then i find out later that and then i stamp the paper and the stamp is in the shape of a bee they knew <gasps> they, they knew, knew. Yeah, they knew uh, that's the whole point they're one with nature, right? Wow. So I mean, bees are amazing, but I would be a little a little nervous to stick my hand in there. <laughs> oh, wow. the most magical one. We had to grab paddles and then take our paddles. And we, of course, grabbed an apple from the apple tree on our way down. And we walked along in front of the grand estate to the boathouse where we <sighs> um, hopped in the boat and paddled our way, like rowboated our way across this majestic lake that has swans all over it to the middle <gasps> of an island where we docked our boat and um, went into an old hundreds years old hundred of years old stone building and found the stamp and then rode our way back across the lake it was magic that was your Anne of green gables moment just yes, yes. like laying in the boat floating down the river uh-huh. oh my gosh that i was absolute magic my that's I think that might hop up above the Yorkshire Dales on my international places I have to visit list. Um, oh my goodness. Well, how and you here's to- the crazy part. Oh, yeah. This property, this property is not booked up. What? How? I don't know. Wow. Is it, it is not expensive? booked up. No, not at all. No. Oh my gosh. This yes. is wild. And like they said that they used to be really booked up, but then after COVID, all of their bookings just fell off the radar because most of their people are like Welsh or British travelers. And so they were trying to figure out how to make things work because they needed bookings, but they weren't getting any. And I'm like, this is the most magical place I've ever been. Americans would lose lose it over this place. Oh, absolutely. That's wild. That actually makes me really sad. And I saw on their Instagram when I followed them that they're they're selling a cottage on the property. Mm-hmm. They and are. I was That's like, the one okay, I stayed in. Who wants to go in on this place with me? Let's <laughs> yep. let's band together and buy it, you guys. Um yep. That's just, oh, it makes me sad and it makes me want to tell everybody, you know, my 200 Instagram followers, I will tell all of them. (laughs) 
I don't every know, last one. I don't know how much I'm going to do for them, but I will. I will tell anyone <laughs> that will listen. I just that is so fun to hear about. Thank you for sharing. That does sound transformative. Mm-hmm. It's it like, like magic on earth. that's my kind of place. I was made for places like that. And then sometimes I look around St. Louis and I'm like, how did I get here? This doesn't, (laughs) this doesn't feel right, but this is why we travel, right? This is why we travel Mm -hmm. hack so that we can achieve these places that we otherwise probably would never be able to get to. I, oh, thank you for sharing. That's so fun. Maybe. Snowdonia is awesome. It just looks like, it looks like Scotland, but it's in Wales. So that's pretty cool. I saw a couple of uh, your pictures from there and I was like, I have not even heard of this place. It's my list is getting as I think I said this in a previous episode. My travel list is getting as unattainable as my reading list. Like the amount of (laughs) books that I want to finish, I don't have enough years in life to do so. And I feel like that is what's happening with lists of places I want to go. And that's a little I need to become a full time traveler to keep up with that. So we'll, we'll see how that goes. (laughs) <laughs> well, you're moving in the right direction. I am. Actually, I saw on your Instagram, Kelsey, that you guys make it a priority to travel three months out of the year. Is that what you said in one of your stories? Um, I think? Priority is our travel. I don't know if we've set a month date to it, but it ends up being about three months out of the year. That's okay. going to change here soon. I'm still kind of trying to work through that as my son goes into kindergarten and we are stuck on the school schedule but Mm -hmm. we we have been taking one trip a month since he was well not during covid but except for that year and a half two years um we've been taking one trip a month so we've traveled i mean he's probably he's probably taken somewhere between 50 and 100 plane rides i don't know but a lot awesome my favorite question when I get on a plane is always when people see that I have kids, they're like, oh, is it their first flight? And I just kind of <laughs> smile. I'm like, nope, not this one. They're pros. <laughs> your your yep. little one is yep. certainly a pro. It's so good they're for funny. kids. It's so grounding. I think traveling just really brings out the best and teaches that. I mean, can't you can't ask for a better preschool, I feel like, than to just travel the world. Mm-hmm. That's exciting. Let's kind of turn our focus domestic a little bit. Um, we have a lot of listeners that are really into national park travel. And I know that you guys have done a great amount of national park travel. And a couple on your Instagram that caught my eye, probably because they're on my list too, is one of them is Olympic National Park. And this is one that has been on my list. And for whatever reason, it keeps getting bumped because other things are coming up. But the more and more I'm seeing, the more I'm like, okay, we have got to make this one a priority because I know that it is so great. I know I can see from your face looking at me right now, it immediately needs to move to the number one spot. And you especially posted about Ruby Beach and make that was like kind of your favorite thing at Olympics. So tell me, convince me how I need to move it to the top of my list and tell me where you stayed because that's one of the harder pieces for Olympic is it's not right by a Hyatt hotel, which you know, travel hacking, we love Hyatt hotels. So it's more of, I've been looking at Vacasa rentals for Olympic. Tell me, is that where you did an Airbnb? Yeah, we almost always just do Airbnb. Um, We stayed in Port Angeles. We paired Olympic National Park with visiting Victoria, Canada, which is probably my top, even above Wales, top place of 2023. Wow. Wow. Okay, that says a lot. Not above old lands. Not, uh, Not above that, but like above 
as far as destinations go, Victoria was amazing. It was breathtaking. It was beautiful. The we've probably been to twenty five botanical gardens, twenty five to fifty botanical gardens, and um, there's a botanical garden there in Victoria that is out of this world. Like, wow, it is. I love that. What time of year did you go? July fourth. July fourth. Oh, okay. We're never July. in the country on on July fourth. It's a running joke. <laughs> we don't That's celebrate a... this country's independence. We just leave because my husband gets a day off, so we're already gone. But we paired. We did three days in Victoria because you can actually take a ferry from Port Angeles, which Port Angeles is kind of where most people stay if they're visiting Olympic National Park. You can take a ferry from Port Angeles. It's like two hours. You we saw a whale while we were on the ferry, and Very then. Cool. And you can eat. um, They've got a cafe there. You can eat lunch. They've got kid friendly options. And then you just go and you explore Victoria for a few days. They have lots of beautiful beaches and um, they have like the parliament buildings and you almost feel like you're in Great Britain a little bit. And then you come back over and explore the national park for three or four days. Do you need a passport to go across on the ferry? You do. Okay. My yep. parents have just booked an Olympic National Park trip for uh, August of this year. And I now have my mom's a big botanical garden person. I feel like I need to tell her to catch the ferry over. I don't know yes. if that's on her radar. Yep. Oh, I'm excited to it's, tell uh, her. It's Bouchart Gardens, B U T C H A R T. Okay. That's awesome. Do you remember how much the ferry was? It's okay if you I don't. I want to say that for all four of, uh, for I think you pay per car, mm-hmm. and it was like maybe for round trip, a little over a hundred dollars, maybe a hundred and twenty five dollars. Not bad at all for going. You're going no. two hours each direction. Yes, it's, it's okay. And it replaced a whale watching excursion, so it you're did. pretty good to see, see that. Whale. We saw some dolphins. I would love that. Olympic National Park. So we stayed in Port Angeles and then it is a lot of driving. It's a lot of driving. Some people choose to stay in Forks, you know, like Twilight. Yes. I I definitely read those books, guys. I just have. Mm -hmm. Oh, I have no shame. I love those books. I love Mm -hmm. them. You you will not catch me trying to hide that. I I have a t-shirt with the Twilight people (laughs) on it. The movie is garbage (laughs) and I still celebrate it just because I love the world. So I, oh, um, I didn't actually know Forks was a real place. So now I feel, well, Mm -hmm. fail, fail. No, not only is it a real place, but the whole thing is Twilight themed. The whole town is like Twilight themed now. You'll see pictures of Edward and Bella and you can see Bella's truck and there's just they they have capitalized on the tourism from the book for sure. Good for them. They took it and ran with it. That's so fun. So Ruby Beach, what did you love so much about being with kids, especially young kids? What made Ruby Beach so great? I do. I am not a beach person as far as a sandy beach person. Neither is my <laughs> <laughs> See, now I know we're kindred spirits. Yes, I I, it's a lot of sand and a lot of effort and I just think it's harder. Now, as my kids get a little bit older and can dig independently in the sand, I'm sure I'll become more of a beach person, but Ruby beach is pebbles and Mm. rocks. It's, it's a Northern beach and it has the beautiful sea stacks in the ocean. Also, if you get there at low tide, you can go tide pooling and see (sighs) all of the super cool sea urchins and um, starfish and all of those things and then a ton of driftwood logs roll up on the beach there and when I say ton I mean thousands of driftwood logs and it becomes this huge maze and people build like driftwood forts 
that you can kind wow. of take a look at and see. And oh, that we is just, so fun. we just love it. That's a different type of definitely beach. up our alley because there's just so much to do. Like you said, you can build, you can jump from rock to rock and driftwood. I see pictures of the bright orange and purple starfish. And that honestly is like the the top thing that makes me want to go explore those tide pools. I'm like, I've got to see those beautiful starfish. Yes, we missed tide pooling. Oh, no. Um, so we didn't get to go, but that was OK. It sounds like had it was a really still- good time. A super, mm-hmm. super awesome trip. That- was it unbelievably crowded in July? No, no there was like nobody there. there. We did have to wait. You have to be strategic about some things. Like we went to the Ho Rainforest, which um, has all those beautiful moss covered trees. And we probably waited for two hours in a, in a line to get into that. Wow. But had we planned our day better, we wouldn't have had to wait. Okay. That's one of those Instagram Instagram versus reality moments of yes, no one tells yes. you you're going to be waiting in for two hours in a line to enter the... Yes. It was one of those things where in order to get into the whole rainforest and not wait in line, you had to be there early. Mm-hmm. But in order to see the tide, pool, tide pools, you also had to be there early. So we chose tide pools over um, the whole rainforest, but... You know. I got you. So you kind of have to make your choices, especially if you're only a limited amount of time there. Yes. That pairs mm-hmm. with, I know I've mentioned this in a previous episode about national parks. And for you guys on your central time, I'm East Coast time. I always tell people to stay on the earlier time zone because then you can wake up and get places earlier than you know people who are on West Coast time. It's a little easier to get to those early morning spots yes. before all the crowds rush in. Part of the reason, and now this is maybe the third time that I've mentioned that we are Midwest mamas, but that is part of the reason why I connected with you so much. So I would like to now shift our focus to the Midwest. Um, Weirdly enough, I live in St. Louis and have never been to Kansas City, um, which I think is kind of strange. Um, And I'm actually planning to bring my daughter there over uh, President's Day weekend because I'm now trying to capitalize on every break that she has. We're trying to just like squeeze trips in wherever we can because travel hacking. Um, So what I would love to know is if you have good recommendations for Kansas City or just the Midwest in general, like what's your favorite Midwest destination? Talk to me a little bit about that. So if we're talking about Midwest, I'm all the maps, even though I've always considered myself a Midwesterner as a Branson person, apparently the maps have it at Kansas City and St. Louis and all the way up to the Dakotas. Oh, wow. That's that's Midwest. I I didn't know it was that far north. But... I didn't either. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So if we're counting the maps as Midwest, some of my favorite and most unique destinations, uh, Mackinac Island. Oh, people talk about that all the time. Yeah. Mackinac Island in Michigan is the driverless island. You get on a ferry as a person, not as a car full and then you go over there and you rent bikes or you rent a horse and what you yes what you can do that <laughs> yes you can they just give you the horse no they just give you the horse not on one of oh. those dumb trail rides where you have to ride really slowly behind a leader you just take it They're and like, go yep. good luck <laughs> i did that in mexico and i didn't think i'd ever be able to replicate that oh my yeah. god so they I think they only let you take, they do have a trail through town, um, but if you 
are comfortable on a horse, they do give you the option to just go <laughs> with the horse. Wow. <laughs> and there's like an old fort there from like the 1800s. So there's some good history and um, it's just, it's a really fun day trip. It's bonkers expensive to to stay the night there. Although they have a beautiful grand hotel that you oh. could stay in if you wanted to, but beautiful trip. Um, I haven't been to Traverse City up there, but up near Mackinac Island, I hear Traverse City is beautiful. We love um, Rapid City, South Dakota in the Badlands wow. and Custer State Park. So if we're <sighs> considering that part of the Midwest, that's a I feel really like beautiful place. Badlands National Park is one of those really underrated national parks that ends mm-hmm. up... I think I see a lot of people talking about how much they loved it. And I don't think it's one as someone who's not from the area. When I look over the list of national parks, it doesn't jump out at me. But then so many people say that that kind of surprises them as a national park that they really enjoy. Mm-hmm. Yes. The area is just really beautiful. We went in October and it was a little chilly and it was lovely. We really loved it. That's awesome. Yeah, I I never think of that as the Midwest either. Honestly, I feel like when I think Midwest, I I just think of Missouri. I'm like, we're it. That's it. It, This is the whole Midwest. If you're from Missouri, I understand you. Um, Well, if we're talking about Missouri, um, Mark Twain National Forest is a really um, beautiful. There's a lot of places, a lot of springs and creeks and um, places to go fly fishing and do outdoorsy things. Yes, for sure. I love Mark Twain National Forest. Um, Well, tell me about Kansas City a little. What's fun to do there? What would a middle school girl enjoy? Okay, as a fully middle-aged woman, um, let me think about (laughs) what would a middle school girl like? If you don't know, that's okay. Give Give me your favorites then. Okay, I'll tell you what my toddlers love. It, I mean, I'm here for it. I'm sure we have a lot of moms with young kids listening. I'm on the toddler train. <laughs> the toddler, whoop, whoop, all board. Toddlers and middle schoolers alike would love to go to Union Station and Crown Center. We have a streetcar that is free Ooh. that will take you. So you can hop on the streetcar and it'll take you all around Kansas City at, to kind of the bigger um, attractions, one of which is Union Station, which is an old, beautiful train station that has Science City in it, which I as an adult love Science City. Toddlers all the way up to adults are stuff for everybody at Science City. And then there's like a planetarium downstairs and an IMAX theater and a fudgery or all like a in, fudge shop. In the Union all Station? In Union Station. There's wow. breakout rooms. There's always an exhibit room down there i think right now they're doing like a a lego exhibit and then i think in may they're bringing the 100 years of disney there (gasps) oh Mm -hmm. that sounds amazing yes and then you can take a walkway like a, a lifted above the road walkway over to crown center which has lots of shopping and food and it has like an um an aquarium and like another lego land for the littles as well but there's some good shopping it's just a fun place to hang out and then you can hop on the streetcar and um go to different places in kansas city you can make a whole day of it wow and the streetcar's free yep it's free that's amazing y'all right now I'm it's a- painted to look like barbie <laughs> oh <laughs> oh my gosh okay y'all i'm gonna go into full-on southern voice for this so that <laughs> People understand that I am not from the Midwest. And are we talking about 
Okay, are there two Kansas cities? Kansas City, Missouri, Kansas City, Kansas. Is this the same thing? What are we talking about here? I feel like it crosses a line, right? Kansas yeah, City, so Kansas Missouri, City I think, is what we're talking about. Do, where do you live? I live in Missouri, but I would say it's probably split. So the sports teams live in Missouri. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> but a lot of the city is in Kansas. The, the state line goes straight through. Okay. I okay. feel like there's a little bit of argument from people on either side of the line as to which is better. Uh, I feel like I've heard this. I always think of it as Kansas City, Missouri, even though I know that it is split up. I got gotcha. you. Well, okay. A little insider, <laughs> little insider info of the the war between I, whose side, who gets I, to claim what. I'm not originally from Kansas City, so I don't have any big opinion either way, but I feel bad taking Kansas City away from Kansas because it's like literally the only city they have. Like Aww. we have, we have, uh, we have St. Louis, we have Springfield, which isn't a city, but it's bigger, but they, all they have is Kansas City. You so know what? we can share. We can this share. This is a very generous point. And you know, I, I have to agree with you because St. Louis does have a lot of fun, free things to do. And of course, Springfield and Branson great fun touristy destination that everybody loves and that's where you're from right originally yep branson what is it like to actually like be from branson because yeah people know weird. what it is in terms of tourism i don't i don't think super i've ever weird. met anybody who grew up there it's got to be different oh it's super weird i actually didn't know till i was in about fifth grade that other towns didn't have live music shows <laughs> i thought that was just I just thought that was an every every town thing. I didn't know it was just a my town thing. But my first job was working at a, a fudge place that did shows for fudge. So I would have to go ring a bell and bring them in and make fudge and marble table and sing what's fudge got to do with it and oh, tell fudge jokes. And that's amazing. I, to me, Branson is giving me very, to put it in Southern people mind, very like Pigeon Forge vibes. Have you guys ever been to Pigeon Forge? Similar kindred spirits there? It, it is. That is definitely the vibes. It's, I mean, you it's would know more than I. different fonts. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> gotcha. That's a perfect way to put it. Yeah. It's, it feels, it's, it's trying to emulate a little bit of like the Wild West meets like the theater. Ooh. That's how it's I feel. Family friendly Vegas is what it is. There you go. Gotcha. I've never been to Vegas, so I've got nothing to compare it to. I've only Vegas. been to family friendly Vegas. Thank you so much, Kelsey, for joining us today. Before you go, we've started something new with our guest, and we like to ask them who is somebody travel hacking related, travel related or not, but that's primarily, you know, our listeners want good travel hacking info. Who is somebody on the internet that you find is really fun to follow? Helpful, informative, but fun to follow. So I don't know how much travel hacking she does, although I'm sure she does some, but I love Preeti at um, Local Passport Family. Ooh. She has six kids. Her and her husband have six kids and they have been to think 60 or 70 countries with their six children wow and they are americans currently living in london oh cool. and they she does updates of her london life and they travel all the time i think they are in turkey right now i think they're in turkey oh, right cool. now cool that's over so break. awesome and they were in croatia like last week and she is wonderful she is 
so fun to follow and she has so many good practical tips and she is just such a good lighthearted follow. Um, so that's local passport family. Local oh, passport excited. family. Is that on Instagram or all of yes. them? Yes. And okay. she has a, you know, I don't know if she's on TikTok, but she's on Instagram and she has a website. Okay. Awesome. Yay. We're going to go follow her. We're going to uh, link her in the show notes as well. So all of our listeners can follow her. And then what about you? Tell us where we can find you. I think you said it at the beginning, but we want to do it one more time and give us the spelling and everything. Fun fact, my social studies teacher in high school gave everybody nicknames in class and he called me Council Dells. And that's how I um, have my hat, it's my handle. Such but, a good no handle. Yeah. So my handle is at Council Dells. That's K-E-L-S-E. W-H-A-T-E-L-S-E, Kelsey Wadels, and I am on Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook. Okay. That's amazing. Well, we're going to link yours in the show notes as well so everybody can come follow your fun content. And I know that they're going to love it as much as we do. Thank you again for coming <laughs> well, on. You. This has thank been really awesome. Me. Yeah, we- I've been listening so to the episodes and I've just been, I've just been, uh, I think I must have binged at least three of them today. Well, that's so nice to hear uh, that we have a bingeable podcast, Mary Ellen. Absolutely. Whoop, whoop. You know what? When people are doing laundry, we're here for it, baby. (laughs) Yes. Supporting all the moms in all of their housework for the end of time. If you enjoyed this show today, please consider giving us a five-star review wherever you listen to podcasts. We would really, really appreciate it. It helps boost us in the algorithm. Mary Ellen, where can everybody find you on social media? You can find me at Family Travel for the Win with the number four. And you can find me on Instagram and on Facebook at Hacking Our Wanderlust. You guys, it would mean the world to us if you would use one of the links in our show notes or find us on social media, shoot us a DM. We'd be happy to send you a referral link and answer any questions you may have about cards you're interested in. Do not Google, find a link. If you have any questions, please send them our way at hackingyourwanderlust at gmail.com and we will see you next